from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome inside a very special episode of On the Board. I'm Colby McKee. On the line tonight, Mr. Corey Pekoskis is here. Hello. How's it going today? Good, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I can't complain for a Tuesday. Not too shabby. Uh, Lance Dahl is not here once again with us tonight. And uh, no. Corey, I, I don't know what it is. He, he's just bailing on us all the time now. No. Yeah, he, he doesn't respect us. <laughs> and But we've been lucky enough to have two great third guests in two weeks in a row. so 100%. Every time yeah. Mr. Dahl bails on us, we seem to get better and better. And uh, on the line as well tonight, number 16 in your program, number one in your hearts, uh, Tigers forward Corson Hoppo joins the podcast. Corson, thanks so much for joining us, man. No, no, it's a pleasure being here. I'm, I'm glad to join you guys. Really appreciate your time. Um, we'll start things off with uh, this current season. And obviously, uh, you and the rest of the guys have, have dealt with a lot to in order to get this season underway. And as we reach the kind of the penultimate, penultimate end of this season, uh, we want to touch on, on your performance more specifically. And I know you're a very humble guy, very hardworking guy, but you know your stats are obviously speaking for themselves with uh, 21 points in 19 games this season, including uh, 13 goals, which leads the team. Uh, just talk about your performance and, and how you uh, were expecting your season to go heading into this abbreviated season and uh, and the way it shaped out for yourself. Yeah, um, kind of going into the season, I didn't really have any expectations. Um, knowing it was going to be a, a little odd year, um, I just didn't didn't want to build anything up or or kind of cancel anything out. So I just kind of went into the season with with an open mind and and uh, just became became ready to uh, come work. Um, and then yeah, once the season starts going and and we had a little little uh, schedule, um, then I started to kind of lay out goals. But other than that, just um, came into the season without expectations. Obviously, there was a, a very prolonged summer for you guys, a prolonged off-season. Um, in comparison to last last seasons, obviously, you're getting older, you're getting better, but did this year, did you feel a little bit fresher coming into the first few games? Did you feel like um, you were a different player than the year before, more so than the, the other off-seasons? Uh, I wouldn't say I had a more pressure. I think just kind of being an older guy and, and wanting to kind of have a, have a positive impact on, on the younger guys was more of my thought going into the first game. Um, and I think the older guys did, did well of uh, kind of showing the younger guys the way and, and how hard we work and how hard we want to work. So, um, yeah, I think, I think the younger guys have uh, kind of gelled well with us and I'm excited for next year. You talk about that leadership, and uh, obviously you and, and your good buddy Lucas Fikoski has been uh, rotating that A on your sweaters uh, throughout these you know 20-plus games. And how much of an honor was that for you to be a part of this leadership team for the Tigers this season? And, and is this something that really comes natural to yourself growing up through the hockey ranks, uh, kind of being a born leader in that sense? Yeah, um, kind of growing up, I would always pride myself on, on trying to be the best person I can, trying to provide like a, a role model uh, situation for younger guys. Um, uh, our leadership groups are a great, great set of four guys, I'd say. Um, four? 
yeah, four, I think. That's right, yeah. Me, Chiz, <laughs> Lucas, Cowboy, Kemper. And and Chiz, obviously, yeah, you bet. Yeah. Five. Uh, five. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we we have a good group of guys there, and, and they all do a great job of uh, – kind of showing their way showing the way to the younger guys and and uh showing how 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 to how to be a good player in the league and and just uh excel talk about uh your hot start and we talked about you know obviously some leadership uh you know obviously the past two years you've been alongside james hamblin on that first line um and i'm sure you've learned a lot i know in in interviews you've talked a lot about how much you've learned from jimmy but this year you're paired with brett kemp a very skilled 20 year old um what's that like uh been with him for for this season being with brett uh kemper is awesome um i think me and him have uh definitely grown as a as a as a friendship um off the ice but um on the ice we've we've definitely gelled uh and and we've been playing well uh he's we he's kind of the more skilled offensive uh hard worker and then i'm i i like to call myself call myself a more two-way defensive um uh defensive player that jumps into into the ozone uh when when he gets a chance so I think us kind of playing together really, really helps um, helps both of us out. And you know, I, it's been awesome playing with them. I have to smile at that answer, course, and just because, like, when I hear you say, uh, you know, a defensive two way forward, not saying that you're absolutely not because you you play well uh, in all ends of the ice, but to, for you to lead the team in 13 goals, you definitely have that offensive side to you. And obviously, uh, in a team aspect, that's great to have. And uh, you're just doing a fantastic job, I guess, on on all ends of the ice in that sense. Uh, yeah, to be honest, um, I've never really scored this many goals in in, a, in <laughs> kind of a season. I'm, I'm usually more. Uh, more of an assist, assist first kind of guy, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of odd for me right now. But uh, no, I'm I'm definitely happy. I'm 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 excited to score goals, and I mean scoring scoring a goal in the, one of the best uh, junior leagues in the world is is pretty exciting. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to uh, discredit that, but um, no, it, yeah, that's definitely how I want to play first is defense first, and then. Uh, and then go out from there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about coaching. Obviously, you had Sean uh, Sean Cluson for the first year that you were there, and then the past couple seasons you've had Willie Desjardins. Um, talk a little bit about both, and you know what they what they kind of brought out in your game, and, and what Willie's kind of been pushing you over your in your nineteen year old year. Uh, yeah, um, both great coaches, I think. Um, uh, Cluey. Uh, he's he uh, different coach obviously than than Willie, but uh, I think he 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 was a good good coach for me. Um, he gave me lots of opportunity, uh, especially as a as a young young player. It was my first year with him, so he he trusted me and, and gave me lots of opportunity to, to show what what I can do and how I can play. So I think he really really gave me the, the confidence that. That I needed to kind of jump on uh, jump on that uh, first line with Jimmy, Jimmy and, and uh, Prez uh, that first year, but uh, Willie Willie has also been a great help as well, um, especially this year, kind of showing me that I mean that I have a, I have a, uh, a really good shot. Um, he's kind of throughout practices and everything this year. He's 
he's yeah, kept on telling me that I have a good shot, and I haven't really realized it, but um, he's uh, he uh, just definitely drilled it into my head this year, and, and throughout games, I've been shooting a lot more, and I, I thank him for that. Both yourself and Corey have kind of touched on this point, but uh, I, I kind of want to reinforce the fact that as a rookie, Corson, like the ability for you to not only play with you know Prezuzo and Hamlin, but to stick for the majority of that rookie year, like that can't be understated. The fact that I mean, you pride yourself on being a hard worker and doing the you know the little things on a line like that. But I got to give you credit, man. Like for you to come in, uh, you know, with the with the draft capital that you you came into this league with, and to work your way and stick with that top line for the majority of the season uh, is unbelievable, and it is all credit to your your hard work, your perseverance, perseverance, and just your flat out drive yeah thank you first of all um yeah i i, I do pride myself on, on hard on hard work and and kind of just uh, not letting anyone any any anyone's voice kind of deter me from uh getting what i want um yeah but definitely uh yeah hard work is what i pride myself on and and i don't want to get away from that um, yeah, so I want to talk about um, a little bit about earlier in your career. Um, got a question. Why did you choose the dub route? Um, you know, obviously, I grew up on, on the Vancouver Island. Um, how much of an influence did the Junior A teams have on you? Like, obviously, you, you lived there in Cowichan Valley. Um, and what ultimately made you made you go the dub route as opposed to Junior A and, and, and maybe American University route? Um. I think my dad's a scout for Portland. Uh, he's been the scout for Portland for seven, seven years, I believe, around that that area. Um, so I think that was that was a big factor in, in me choosing the dub route. Um, I grew up uh, around kind of junior A as well with the Couch from Capitals uh, from my hometown, and I grew up around that team and, and watching them. And that's a great league as well, uh, but kind of just going to Portland and, and seeing their first class organization down there and then seeing how the dub works and everything. It, it, it's really, it's really, um, uh, I guess for my, my point is, is just unthinkable not to, not to go here, um, and play in the, in, in, in the dub. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been great, great memories and I can't wait for next year. Hundred percent, and uh, I mean, you did start your your early part of your hockey days over at the Delta Academy, the you know prestigious Delta Academy, and uh, that's kind of where your relationship with your good friend Lucas Fikoski kind of started. You guys played together for several years over there, uh, kind of built that relationship, and, and just lucky enough that you guys have got to play together for the last year and a bit uh, with the Tigers. Talk about that relationship between you and Lucas. Yeah, um, not too many people know this, but uh, our relationship actually started way before Delta. Um, okay. We actually played spring hockey together for about five, six years before Delta. So we were, we were pretty good friends going into Delta, into, into Delta Hockey Academy. And then uh, that kind of carried through. And then we kind of separated that um, when we went into juniors. But uh, yeah, last year when, when he got traded here, I didn't know at first. I, I saw that we got a forward from the end, so I was like, oh, like, maybe it might be him. Like, I phoned my parents, and, and we kind of had a chat about that. But uh, then then once I got confirmation, I texted him right away and 
we were just both really excited to to be back on the same team and and that we're living together so uh, the world world works in funny ways, but we've been we've we've known we've known each other for a while. That's awesome, and you know, obviously Lucas was on that Delta team, and you know, obviously a, a bunch of bigger names as well, like Dylan Cousins and the Ty Smiths and Dylan Garans. What was that like to be playing alongside such good, you know, very talented players at that level? And did that help you grow into the the player that you are now? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, playing on playing on those teams with those guys, it's it's definitely uh, kind of an eye opener of how 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 much better you need to be um, to be the best player. Um, um, on the on the kind of the opposite spectrum too, of, as looking at it as a team, um, I think it helped a bunch of the guys on that team as well. Just us winning and and. Uh, being at the top of every tournament really got more eyes on everyone. And I think that helped, um, kind of helped everyone on the, on both teams. Uh, my first year Bantam and second year Bantam, uh, uh, kind of helped project them to move on to junior hockey or whatever they wanted, uh, after, after Bantam. I'm going to put you a little bit on a spot here, Corson. I know we've talked a lot about your teammates and in all of your hockey uh, lives, but uh, I'm not talking strictly skill, but who would you say, you don't have to say names if you don't want to, but who would you say uh, was your, or is your favorite teammate you've, you've played with uh, so far in your, in your hockey career? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I can go from, go from that or go to that question from many kind of points um i'd say two of my best friends that don't play hockey anymore uh would be from delta mm. um they lifelong lifelong friends now that i've still talked to and and we still hang out and we don't even live in the same play, uh, city or or anything like that i think we live one of us lives two two hours away from me and then one lives in ontario so we're both both uh really far away from each other but then I can go to the hockey side and and kind of uh kind of most skilled uh best player to play with and personality wise I'd I'd say Ty Smith or Jimmy Hamlet would be up there um Ty Ty was a great great person first of all and then obviously he was a great hockey player as well um He's so so kind, so humble, uh, hardworking. It is it's it is really cool to see and, and take that from him. Um, and then, obviously, his skill on the ice is unbelievable. Uh, he was first overall in Bantam draft, and I think top, uh, I think seventeen uh, to New Jersey. Yeah, um, something like so, that. Yeah, yeah, it was around there. Um, but it, it speaks for himself. Uh, He's he's in the NHL for a reason, and he's an awesome player. But uh, and then James, um, he's you guys know James. He's he's awesome. Um, kind of same person, humble, skilled, hardworking, uh, just very down to earth, and just a, a great person to kind of take little little aspects off and and uh, build yourself from him. So um, yeah, two great guys. Yeah, Jimmy's having a, a great start to his season over there in Bakersfield, so love to see that. Yeah, um, 
Sorry, uh, growing up in uh, BC, I heard that your your favorite team was the Montreal Canadiens. How did how did that come to be for a Vancouver Island boy? My dad brainwashed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think my my grandpa's favorite team's Montreal, so I think it's just been passed down uh, from from uh, father the son to father the son. It's just I don't know, just brainwash, I guess. And I, I mean, upon my big, you know, intensive research on yourself there, Corson, I also found out that uh, your name, Corson, comes from, a, you know, a fairly highly recognizable Montreal forward as well. Yes. Uh, uh, Shane Corson was my dad's favorite player growing up. So uh, obviously he has to name his kid off of his favorite NHL player, so, <laughs> which is totally normal. and. <laughs> and not weird at all. So, uh, no, that, that's that's where my name comes from is, is Shane Corson. I've heard of, of folks naming their dogs. I know uh, one of my coworkers um, has named his dog Gio after Mark Giordano uh, of the Flames, but I've never heard of a, of a, a, a person, a, a human, named after a hockey player. So that's very fascinating. I enjoyed that fact from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny that you bring up the dog, too, because... Uh, our family just kind of our fa- our recent most recent dog uh, who just kind of passed away uh, over quarantine was named Crosby. So oh. we uh, <laughs> we're obviously a big hockey family. Awesome. So you have a goal to run a half marathon. Um, obviously, kudos to you on that. And uh, how's that coming along? And, and is that something <laughs> you're going to be preparing for in this this off season? Well. Uh, Quarantine, I ran a lot. I, I would say I ran probably every day for quite a few months. Um, and I was close to that goal. Um, <laughs> but I got to 19K, which was 3K away from 21. And it was weird. Like, one day I came home from work and I was like, oh, like, why not go run 19K? And I didn't, like, my phone died, my Apple Watch died, like, it was just me and, and, and nothing. So, and I just started running and didn't really record anything or doing anything and got to 19 K. I almost died. Like, oh my God. <laughs> my mom had to come find me, but I ran back and I stayed in the bath for like an hour and a half after that run. But, uh, I haven't hit 21 K yet and I, I still really want to, but, um, We'll, we'll see over summer if, if that uh, if that hits or not. When it when it comes to running, like what is it like what is it for you that really um, entices you to to continue going like that and to try to strive for a goal? Are, are you a big music listener on your runs? Are you keep it pretty quiet, keep the mind uh, free and clear? What, what's your what's your mentality? I guess when it comes to running like that, honestly. <laughs> I hated every moment of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, man. Honestly, I don't know why I chose to uh, run 19K or had the goal of running 21K. I, I don't like running whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I just thought of, oh, like, it, it'll be good for hockey. It'll, it'll help my cardio. Um, and then and then just kind of setting a goal and I'm, I'm pretty determined and, and competitive guy. So if I, if I ever say something, I really, I really want to do it and finish it. So 
Um, I will be back. I will try 21K again, but I don't know uh, how long it will be, but I'll, I'll try it again. Yeah, I hate to tell you, Corson, but with the points you're putting up this season, I mean, you got to keep the same off-season regimen. Oh, 100%. you got to hit that run. Um, well, yeah, um, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But I don't know um, if I'll try, I'll try it this summer. Yeah, so like, I guess just looking ahead to the summer, obviously the season's going to be wrapping up pretty soon. Um, I guess what do you what do you do? You got any plans? What are you going to be doing for for training? Obviously, you got your running, but but what are some exciting things that you're going to be looking forward to this summer? Um, I haven't really figured that out yet. Uh, towards the end of the uh, kind of quarantine summer, extra long break, whatever you want to call it, um, I went to Delta and kind of trained and and skated there. So I I thinking I might go back there for the summer. Um, but I haven't really talked to my parents or, or anything like that. Um, to, uh, kind of just set up plans and everything, but if not, I'll probably, probably, sorry, I'll probably, uh, just train, train where I've been training for the last, uh, kind of five, five years and, and, uh, have a great summer there. One thing I'm always fascinated about is is the training aspect. We talked about, I mean, obviously the running and the cardio, but in terms of strength and endurance and, and things like that, what are some of the uh, the workouts that uh, you tend to gravitate to in those summer workouts that, to kind of lend to your strength? Because, I mean, I was we'll get to this in a second, but the uh, the behind the stripes video you did last year or maybe back in 2019 with uh, with Lance Dahl. Uh, like I'll tell you what, sir, I'm not afraid to say it. You're you're looking good. Like you look very jacked. You look really strong, and uh, it doesn't come from from nothing. So, like, what sort of the workouts, uh, strength and endurance wise, do you like to do in the summertime to kind of gain that strength? Uh, kind of. We go through uh, stages. So, I think they're. I'm not too sure what the stages are, but it's kind of cardio and then uh, maximum power like output and then there's um, endurance power so that's like I'll explain them uh, mo- more uh, after but and then there's one more I forget but uh, so cardio is just cardio it's running uh, biking um, aerodyne bike and everything like that and then uh, power lifting is, is and that's the maximum output power is uh more um olympic lifts so that's like um cleans and everything like that and and that's most of the summer uh i think kind of having the having the explosive powerful starts is is, is key to in, in hockey and and uh especially just being a smaller guy you need you need to be quicker and and everything so uh i i tend to focus more on that and then uh yeah, mostly uh, just those four things in the summer, and and then kind of uh, kind of July August I start skating, and and that's just uh, when I start uh, in July it's more skill, and then when we go into August it's it's more kind of uh, line rushes and that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the summer is just a bunch of different workouts and, and cardio movements and then skating tr- towards the end of July and August. 
That's super fascinating for myself. I just uh, when you when you talk about the Olympic lifts and whatnot, like um, I'm a big CrossFit guy myself, so I, I've started to get into that and really fascinated by it all. Like, what are if you don't mind me asking, like what are some of your I guess your your totals, your highest totals when it comes to your cleans and your deadlifts and things of, of that nature? Oh, I think last summer uh, towards I think I think in August, like which is more lower reps max max reps is when we do our testing um i think i was my clean was at 275 i believe my goodness and then my snatch was a little bit lower like i forget my snatch but <laughs> I, I know my clean was around 275 and then my max squat is like 375 <laughs> 370 i think oh man yeah, I'm around there too. Oh. I, you know, I haven't checked in a while, but I, uh, <laughs> I think I am. Um, I may be, I may be uh, oh, go ahead. the numbers up by accident, but uh, no, I'm pretty sure they're around there, though. I'm I'm pretty sure. Well done, that's correctly. fantastic. I love that. That's that's so cool. I, I'm so that's happy fast. that uh, that you get some insight on your workouts. Got to find that fascinating. <laughs> Corson, uh, who's the gym rat of the team? I know it was Jimmy for the longest time, but this season, who's kind of taken over? Who's the uh, the guy that's always in the gym? Who's taken that hardest working award? I would love to say it was me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> right now, I'm kind of struggling with a, a little muscle tear or whatever you want to call it and since March, so I haven't really been working out much. But uh, um, Chizzer, Chizzer's always in there working hard, stretching, making sure his body's uh, ready to go. Um, he's He leads by example, and and that's how you do it. Uh, he's he's an extra um, extra hard worker in the gym and on the ice, and, and that's what we want to build our team off of, and I think he, he uh, amplifies it well. Uh, one of the things that we know you'll be taking part in in the summertime is, is your golfing, and you're a big golf guy. And we talked about that video a little while ago with with yourself and Lance behind the stripes uh, at the Cottonwood Cooley Golf Simulator. You may remember, Corson, or maybe you don't remember because it was not the best showing for yourself. I know how good you are, but uh, that that competition between you and Lance trying to get it onto the green over that big body of water, I couldn't tell. Like that looked like. A two hundred and twenty-five plus yard hole. Like, how far was that hole? I I, I forget, but <laughs> how dare you bring that up? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still rattled about it. But. I know, I know. Um, we we've actually talked about it. Lance talked about how you're such a gentleman, and the fact that you. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if, what he said. If you paid the five dollar Tim Cord card, or you texted him and you wanted to give it back to him this season when you came back into town, I can't remember what the story was exactly. Uh, I, I texted him and he and he shot me down. Uh, <laughs> just like just like apparently how he shot you guys down tonight. That's but, right. That's uh, right. Yeah, he's doing it to yeah, everybody that, now apparently. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, no, I texted him and and I wanted to give wanted to go out for breakfast with him and, and buy his, his his breakfast wrap and and Tim's or whatever it, what, whatever it was. But uh, yeah. but then he shot me down. So I was and, uh, 
yeah, just didn't get the didn't get a chance. Maybe next year though. You you can't blame yourself, man. You put the effort out. You put the you extended the hand, and unfortunately it wasn't taken. But uh, in terms of your golf game and stuff, like what are some of your favorite courses you've played so far? Uh, obviously, growing up uh, on Vancouver Island, I'm sure you've got a ton out on the, on the coast there. But any uh, notable courses that come to mind for yourself? Um, not overly. Uh, my neighbor's a, a golf pro, so I play at his course um quite a bit he usually lets me play for free which is a huge bonus big bonus so, yeah so mostly i play at his course it's couch and golf course it's just a course in duncan it's it's a beautiful course um uh yeah really awesome there um um there's a golf course in on the island it's called uh, Ar- arbutus um it's amazing it's really it's really uh uh, really nice there and, and uh, really nice uh, scenery and everything um, so I like playing there also but uh, one course that I really want to play is, is Bear Mountain um, I don't know if you guys heard heard Bear Mountain but uh, Bear Mountain is really prestigious on the island and it's uh, it's really expensive and apparently really hard but I, I really want to really want to try it and, and see what it's like for sure, yeah. Um, I want to. I, I know we're kind of running out of time here. I want to. I want to get to these like random facts that we have, Colby. I, I'm really curious to see what his answers are for these. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna lead. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the quick one. Um, you're le- leading the league in one stat category right now. You're tied with two other players, but you have less games played. Do you have any guess what that could possibly be? Um, I know it's not goals because. I think I got past that. Yeah, it's close. No, I have no clue. You're leading in game-winning goals. Corson, ice in his veins, Hopwell. <laughs> I had no clue. I yeah. Thanks for telling me that. But uh, yeah, four game-winning oh, goals that, that, for you. That's exciting. I I really want to. I kind of going into games. I I want to be the guy to make a difference and and and. Uh, kind of give give uh, our team the win. So, I, I no, that's exciting. I didn't know that. So what that means, Corson, is that over these next three, potentially four games, you got to break this tie. You know, you get the yep. podcast bump, you, you come off, and uh, you got to get yourself one to break this nine, my friend. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, <laughs> try try and break the tie, I guess. I, I, I guess I have to. You come on the podcast and... I don't know, I'll get some extra luck, I guess. 100%. Yeah. Give you a podcast bump. I, and if you, you're playing Lethbridge this weekend, if you pod an overtime winner, you got to give us some kind of signal. Point to the <laughs> camera, do something for us. You, you got to give us something for that. Like, no, that, no, that I, podcast I, bump. As I, as I was uh, kind of answering that last question, I was thinking of what I could do to <laughs> kind of give you a give you a little uh, heads up or something. But, uh, no, if I score against Lethbridge, I'll definitely do something to the camera. All right, I love it. If you uh, you can text Lance to see if he responds to you. Well, he probably won't. He probably won't. <laughs> He's too busy. Um, one random one for me that uh, sometimes we like to ask our guests. Um, first off, do you have a vehicle that you drive here in the hat? Yeah. Okay. What <laughs> this is kind of a preface it to the question? What's the most random thing in your glove box that you currently have that you can remember? <laughs> Um, that's a great question. Uh, 
and and I instantly know the answer. Okay. So uh, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Brakeman uh, lived with him last year, played on the team last year. Uh, we would always get, not always, but uh, one time we had, we went to the gas station and got uh, Kinder Surprises. <laughs> so we have, we still, I still have the toys that you get from those chocolates in, in my glove box. Both of ours. That's awesome. That is so sweet. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a little gun, a little nerf, or it's a little gun and a owl or something like that. <laughs> it's something to always remember Jonathan by, hey? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. That is, that's great. Um, have you taken a look at your elite prospects page ever over the past few years at all? Uh, I have. I haven't in a while. Um, okay. Uh, it's just yeah, so, I, I definitely have before though. Okay. It's just it's my favorite thing about your page. It's career <laughs> highlights, season twenty fifteen to sixteen. Uh you're on in on the U fifteen team. CSSHL U fifteen most penalized player, Corson Hoppo. <laughs> nice guy Corson Hoppo, most penalized player with sixty. <laughs> I love looking at that. If I ever need a boost in a day, I'll just search up Corson Hoppo's Elite Prospects page and it just makes me chuckle a little bit. What happened that season? <laughs> You know what? Um, I play. I, I'm a chippy player. Um, I play on the edge, and I guess, I guess I went over the edge a couple times <laughs> that year. Um, no, yeah, that's all I can say about that. I, I'm not, I'm not happy I have that, but I'm also not <laughs> mad that I have that for it as well. I'd say it's that nice you, little momento. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Corey. No, it's just a nice little memento to have. It's just something, just just something that'll always be there. They can't take it away from you. Yeah, I'd say you've tightened that part of your game up a little bit being here with the Tigers over the last two and a half years, for sure. Though, uh, I wouldn't say last year. I had a lot of bad penalties last year, but definitely this year. Yeah, I, I definitely focus on trying not to take as many penalties this year. And we also notice uh, on your. Elite Prospects page. Uh, you got a birthday coming up next month, so happy early birthday to you, sir. Well, thank you very much. You're going to be uh, the big 2-0, so that's very the exciting. Big 2-0, yes. That's, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> You're old. Okay. Well, talking to uh, a 26-year-old, and Corey's a little bit younger than I, but uh, you still got a lot of, lot of life ahead there, kid. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, you may have noticed we, we, we knew we were getting you on the podcast. We uh, threw up on our social media pages uh, asking for some questions from listeners and, and fans of yourself. And uh, we got some great ones, uh, both on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, I want to ask you some questions and get your, uh, or sorry, ask, yeah, ask, ask you some questions to get your answers to them. Uh, we'll start things off on the Facebook page. Uh, Rose came through with. <laughs> A dozen questions, I swear to goodness. So thank you so much, Rose. Uh, we'll start things off with, uh, what's something that you look forward to every season coming to Medicine Hat to play uh, besides hockey? What's what's a, a highlight of Medicine Hat for yourself? Well, uh, I'm going to say hi to Rose because that's my ex-billet um, <laughs> mom. Nice. She, uh, she's, been, she's been awesome to me, uh, but uh, unfortunately, I had to, she, they moved, so now okay. they're in... Uh, in the crow's nest pass and, and living there. But uh, yeah, I just want to say hi to her. Uh, um, and then the question, to answer her question, um, I'd say just coming to see the team, um, seeing everyone and seeing the boys is is uh, really exciting. And 
and uh, probably honestly what I look forward to uh, right behind uh, the, the games and, and playing. Um, yeah, they're a great group of guys, and, and I, I really uh, become close with a lot of them. So uh, definitely the, the boys and the guys. All right, here, I got it up here, too. Um, ooh, favorite game day meal? And is there a special ingredient? Is there an inside joke to that? Is this? Uh, uh, no, I don't I don't think there's a, a special ingredient. Um, but is that, is that right? Is that, uh, asking the question as well? This, this is Rose as yes, well. Yes, this, this is Rose as well, yeah. I should have specified. Yeah, um, yeah uh, spaghetti is my... Uh, uh, pre-game meal um, and I don't think there's any special uh, ingredient um, even though she would think that there's a special ingredient this year but uh, <laughs> no no special ingredient are you a uh, side note are you a meat sauce with your spaghetti or is it just strictly sauce and, and the pasta noodles oh meat sauce, meat it, sauce can't yeah. be, it can't be like only tomato sauce. Okay. It has to be. It has to have some have some meat in there. That's fair, hundred uh, percent. Both Rose and our good buddy Jesse uh, on the Twitter uh, page also mentioned this kind of question. Uh, is there less pressure playing without fans in the stands this year? Obviously, a completely different atmosphere than uh, most of you guys have seen in, in several several years. But what's the atmosphere been like inside Co-op Place, and uh, and does it affect? Obviously, it hasn't affected your game because you keep scoring like crazy. But uh, what's it been like for you and the guys inside an empty Co-op Place? It sucks. Um, we all miss fans. Uh, we all want fans um at the at the games it, it makes makes playing a whole lot more fun and more exciting um but it's a crazy year and uh we can't really do anything about that um uh yeah uh i think for me i i don't really notice a difference um with or without fans i think i don't really notice or, or take into account that the fans are there when they are so I think having them just is kind of the same I don't really notice uh, no one being there so um, yeah it's, it, for me it's the same but if you ask uh, some other guys they, they probably have a, a bit of a different answer um, but for me it's the same for sure. Colby, do you got any more of the any more fan questions? I do. Yeah, you want me to throw okay. the last couple out there? Uh Sure. Yeah. Back back to Rose for a hot second. Uh she's got another one for you. Uh a very personal question there, Corson. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> uh wow, she's on fire tonight. Uh, <laughs> I I do not have a girlfriend. No. Okay. Oh. Corson on the prowl turning big 2-0 this summer, <laughs> ladies. Come on. <laughs> Um, and then the the last one we'll go with Rose as well. Um, is there or has there been any fun activities that you've done with your billet families, including Rose? Um, this year, or yeah, so I'll start with Rose and Randy uh, Bellavance, uh, a great great billet family. Um, a couple years ago, or my first year. Um, living with them, we went to uh, Elk Water mm. and kind of kayaked and, and did a little day trip there. And then last year, 
uh, right after the season, actually, when they got shut down, uh, we went out to their their cabin in Crow's Nest Pass, I guess their house now, and uh, I got to experience my first uh, uh, snowmobiling um, uh, kind of activity, and it was awesome. Uh, I thought it was really fun, kind of a memory that I'll have forever. Um, yeah, snowmobiling is so fun. Uh, but um, and then this year with uh, Maxine, uh, 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 so with he, um, we we usually we can't really do anything obviously because of COVID outside. But uh, every night we play, we try to play cards, um, which is always always fun and, and exciting. Because who who all are you with uh, in terms of players? You mentioned Lucas. Is it just the two of you together with that billet? Yeah, yeah, just us. Okay, okay, cool. Um, all right, I'm, I think the kind of the last question that I've got, um, if we're done with the fans ones, um, obviously twenty year old year, looking ahead to that. Um, what are you What are you working towards after after that? Like, uh, are you kind of hoping for a pro contract, or are you hoping to maybe? get to a Canadian university, maybe UBC, you know, what's kind of the, the long-term goal for course in Uh, a pro contract is my long-term goal. Um, that's been my goal for as long as I remember. Um, I want to play in the NHL and, and that's my dream. Uh, but, um, if that doesn't happen, if that doesn't work out, uh, university would, would be probably my second option. Um, I don't a, a year and a bit or two years after the season, uh, a lot can change. So I, I don't really know where I will be or what opportunities I will have. But uh, um, no, pro pro hockey is my first option for sure. Uh, last one for me, Corson. Uh, how much have you been following the the NHL folks, and have you been uh, following you know, the season up in the North Division and across the uh, the United States there? Yeah, I uh, I watch uh, me and Luke watch some games uh, when we can. Uh, NHL hockey is is obviously the best uh, in the world, and you learn a lot watching them. And I know you're a big uh, Sidney Crosby fan. Obviously, you named the uh, the family dog after Crosby. Uh, do, what, how do you see the Pens playing out in the playoffs? And who who do you have as your Stanley Cup favorite? <sighs> um, that's a good question. Hmm. Um, I know. I think I think the Pens are going to do good. Yeah, uh, they've been they've been kind of on on a big. Uh, they've had a good season, so I think I think they'll uh, kind of hope uh, continue it in playoffs. Um, but I'm not really really worried about the Pens. I, I want I want Montreal to do well, and and uh, I hope I hope to see them do well in playoffs, um, like we always do. But uh, um, for them to, or for my favorite team, or for my pick to win the playoffs uh, cup would be maybe Vegas or Tampa again. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like they're both really good this year. So, yeah, see where it goes. It'll be tough to uh, do the repeat. It hasn't been done in quite some years. I know for yeah, I know. Uh, for the folks in Tampa to get that done. Um, you know, one thing that you and, and our good buddy Lance Dahl can agree on is that you both have high, high hopes for those Canadians. He is, uh, if he, if you're sitting number one on the 
Canadians fan club bus. He is right beside you, number two. He thinks that uh, they're gonna make the you know the top four and, and go through the gauntlet of that North Division and make it to the final four, if not further. So, yeah, um, hopefully they 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 do well. Um, yeah, I've been a tough couple. Actually, it's been it's, everyone says this, but we're on the uprise. I, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a cut, tough couple of years for, I mean, not a couple of years, but five years ago, I'd say it's been, mm-hmm. it's been, uh, up and down, but, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully they, they get in. Do you think that they can, uh, do, you know, as well, it's been quite obvious. They don't have quite the, the star, you know, the star power like a, like a Toronto has or an Edmonton has with their, their big guns over there. But, uh, can they do it by committee and, and have a bunch of these, you know, kind of, you know, decent, but really good forwards and, and Carey Price has to get back to form, but like, can they do it by committee in order to get, get it done in the playoffs? <sighs> the playoffs, Stanley Cup is one of the hardest trophies to win um you have to have a, a team effort um first line the fourth line the first d pair the last d pair the any, anyone so i don't know it's whoever's feeling well in the playoffs and whoever keeps healthy um and whoever just kind of rides that rides that high um i know that playoffs are, are very long and, and everything so i guess I would love to see them go far, um, but uh, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. Um, you have to have you within saying that you have to have some top ten guys. So hopefully, uh, Caulfield can kind of fill that role. Very true. I will say though, for one, for for one thing, going towards Montreal because I am all against Lance there. Lance is so high. Well, he's he's not even a Canadians fan, and no. he's so high on Montreal. That's what I hate about it. Is like <laughs> you're cheering a fourth place team. Like they're all right. Anyway, but I think you know it. It looks like they're going to be playing Toronto in that first round, which is going to be a great series. Yeah. With Toronto's yeah. recent woes of the playoffs and you know Montreal's success against Pittsburgh last year, I mean, if if Montreal can just steal that first game, like then it's a mental game like it's anybody's series from there on so you know it'll like, yeah, be that's very what, interesting to watch like I said it's, it's whoever rides that high and, and kind of feels good and, and going into every game um, uh, yeah it's it's anyone's game honestly it's, it's hockey um, you can't really choose a, a direct path and and stick to it uh, but uh, yeah no it, it should be a good playoffs this year well, listen, Corson, we uh, really appreciate your time tonight. I know uh, we'd love to see uh, some Tigers playoff hockey because you guys have really put, uh, put forward a hell of a season uh, right behind Edmonton. Uh, unfortunately, that will not be the case playoff-wise here in the dub. But uh, all the best with the rest of this season, uh, this weekend and beyond. And, and best of luck in the offseason. Hopefully, we'll see you next fall uh, with Tigers training camp for your 20-year-old year. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I had a great time tonight. Really appreciate it. For Corey Bacoskis, Corson Hopwell, Colbin McKee, signing off. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes. Yes.